electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. Market insight and analysis. You're listening to the opening bell of CNBC Squawk on the Street. Good Thursday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl Quintanilla with Jim Cramer. David Faber's on assignment. Futures trying to stem further losses this morning as core PPI comes in a little cool, up four-tenths, but the sentiment's still weak around Disney. Apple got some downgrades of the automakers and credit card companies. Tesla, below 700. Our roadmap begins with ongoing inflation fears, fueling relentless selling on the street. Apple loses its crown. Saudi Aramco taking the title as the world's most valuable company now. And streaming struggles, Disney does warn that subs could slow in the second half. We're going to begin with the markets under pressure, especially when it comes to the tech sector. Jim, Apple really is interesting now. you got technicians looking at support at 133, support at 118. What do you think? Well, look, I mean, Apple came out on that conference call and they said this could be four to eight billion dollars in problems. And uh, China didn't open, which obviously hurts them. Uh, I know that the phone companies that are providing their phones are still doing well. I think that it's just part of an overall malaise of the stock market where we're cutting the price earnings multiple of everything. And we could pick on Apple. Or we could. There's a negative piece by HBSC about Meta, about Facebook today, and it didn't say anything new. And there, I think these stocks are going down on the same news over and over again. It is interesting that if you had told me five days ago that the tenure was going to be well under three, I would say, you know what, we should buy Apple. But the mood of the market has turned dramatically. And we're trying to figure out which is the analog. Is it 2018, 19? That terrible. I mean, I remember I went to Costa Rica and I had to wreck my family vacation. But it wasn't going so well anyway. And take that back. Uh, and, and, you know, I had to call in. And the fact was that it was uh, the multiple had shrunk from 16 to 13. And we're not there yet. The multiples is 17 to 16. Thank you, Ed Yardini, for giving oh, us some yeah. good numbers yeah. this morning. So, I mean, you know, everything's selling down as we crunch the multiple. And that includes Apple. I don't think anything really different is happening at Apple other than the fact that, that China continues with its miraculous zero COVID policy. I mean, we didn't think that. We didn't like, wake up this morning in Finland, which has historically been a country that has said, OK, they beat us in World War II, so we're not going to join NATO. Suddenly they joined NATO. So you got Putin circled. You've got China sticking with the policy that's not working. And then you've got Apple just kind of hanging out there doing its job. People don't want to pay as much for Apple as they did just two weeks ago. Yesterday was the highest volume day of the year on Apple. Nick Colas, our friend over at Data Truck today, says when they start selling generals like that, it doesn't usually happen for just one day. You agree? Yeah, oh, no, the generals get hit for a while. And what happens is, is that in the end, they take down everything. They should take down oil. I like oil, but a lot of oil is a pro- problem with Putin. Well, we got OPEC cutting their demand forecast today. Right, but at the same time, we keep pumping from the SPR. At a certain point, we're going to uh, run out of, can't do that. The oil companies are not producing more oil. I have Diamondback one today. They were really one of the most fervid buyers of properties and pumping. They have total discipline. They're not doing much pumping at all. So, I mean, if you're looking for a place to go, I mean, I would rather go, I go food, drug, oil. 
Okay, because all those are getting. Now, Tyson had a number which showed you that food was rolling over a little bit. I thought that was fine. The drugs are hanging up here really incredibly because they don't have a lot of recession risk. So, I mean, it, it, do you really want to go in? I had a great company on last night, Global Foundries. They're working 24-7 to try to meet any sort of semi-demand. They cannot meet. They're sold through 2023. Nobody wants that. Now, why does nobody want that? Because it's got cyclical risk. There's a guy who downgraded Ford today from oh, yeah, buy double, to sell. Double downgrade. Well, you know, like buy to sell. I mean, why didn't he double downgrade it at 24? Well, he probably feels like it's never too late. There's a lot of people who feel like it's never too late to sell, Carl. And sometimes it is too late to sell. Yeah, we're going to talk. We'll talk the uh, the call out of Wells, uh, both Ford and GM. Uh, targets go to 33 and 12. Well, they're not beyond meat for heaven's sake. Don't jerk with the cash. Well, well, you, sorry, but you just mentioned food. Beyond well, Meat and Dutch Bros. Today, okay, so Jim. let's talk about Dutch Bros. I had a nice conversation with management there. They d- Dairy up gigantic, gasoline up gigantic, labor costs up gigantic, same-store sales down for the first time. Uh, it's never ha- – it's, it's the, within the CEO's ken, they have not recorded that. But that's a confluence of things that all of a sudden makes it so that Dutch Bros. goes from being a great situation to being one that you can't touch. And it also shows you what's happening with Starbucks and – uh, you know, when I, look, the Dutch Bros guys are very honest. They opened a lot of stores. They did have dairy spike. Their midday part, which had been very, very strong, got weak. Um, there is a trade down going there. And what's happened is, is that people aren't drinking the Annihilator in the afternoon. They're drinking it once in the morning, and that is hurting their numbers. But did they overexpand too fast, which is what I charged them? They said, no, we just have never seen this kind of downturn. Uh, we just didn't think it would happen that much. The, the new stores cost too much to open, but they're sticking by their game plan. Now, one of the things, the only thing I didn't like that they said is they're sticking by the game plan because everyone is sticking by the game plan. And it's if you go to RH, that was the seminal conference call. He said, I'm not sticking by my game plan. It's not working. Right. Now, that was a level of honesty that at the time we thought with Gary Friedman was panic. Yep. Everyone who's sticking by their game plan has no clothes. You can't stick by your game plan. The battle has changed. Uh, well, sticking by the game plan at Meta, for example, might be getting a little well, tweak. Well, as I Reuters think says, Meta, preparing employees for staff cutbacks. But, but Mark has been saying, look, we don't need all these people. We're starting to do a little better. Now, is Zuckerberg going to come out and say, you know what, we're doing badly? I think that John Riccatello last night, who was Unity, was saying that if you take a look, and he calls it omniverse, like Jensen Wong called another person whose stock's been cut in half, uh, NVIDIA, they're calling it omniverse, metaverse is uh, Mark's name. Mark is a little further along in trying to develop what he needed uh, in terms of his Ford. Everyone's got like a Ford. I mean, everyone's saying, listen, there's going to be huge billions of dollars that are not going to do well here. That Luca Mastry said there's going to be billions of dollars not doing that well at Apple. Uh, Facebook says there's going to be billions of dollars. And I think that that Facebook meta is ahead, ahead of the game. I think that, that TikTok, I don't know if you used it, Reels is almost caught up with it. Uh, it is expensive to do the meta. Uh, we know that from uh, we know that from John Riccatello, who's doing it for Unity. But at the same time, I mean, uh, Unity's doing a lot of things that are right. It's just that they're going to have a second and third quarter that are bad because uh, Apple changed its, its uh, algorithm for more privacy, and they had a self-inflicted wound. Now, you look at Unity and you say, well, I loved it at 100. I hated it at 29. I don't know. What is it going to 20? Riccatello's pretty good. He's been around for He was really good. Actually, he talked a lot about the metaverse and, and how we're thinking about it now versus remember back in 2000 when 5% of companies had a website. This Everybody's is, got one. And this is what he said about that self-inflicted wound that Jim mentions. Take a listen. After multiple 40% recorders, we reported a 
top of guidance, 36% quarter. Um, but we brought our guidance down. And you know what that's about is self-inflicted wound. Um, we did some things on the advertising side of the business that um, reduced the accuracy of our models. It's going to take us a couple quarters to fix, and we're going to have slower growth for a couple of quarters while we fix that. It's John Brigitte, and I've, I've done battle with him. He had some galactic thing. It was bad. It was a release. I said it at the time. It was it was an unpleasant conversation. But he and I have been, this is like our 17,000th rodeo, and I think he was telling the truth. Hey, by the way, you know, Bazooki at Roblox said, listen, I got $3 billion in cash. I got good cash flow. If you don't want to be with me, you don't have to be with me. So it was refreshing. Are you and Roblox on your list of things that you're nibbling at or no? I, I, well, I mean, he want, he's not as interested in making a profit as I right, am. That's, yeah, I mean, I, and by the way, I'm not being facetious. I think he's a great man. He's developing a long-term plan. As long as he has the cash, it's fine. The people who are sticking by the game plan and they don't have the cash, they don't ha- they're going commando. You know, and, you know, they're just commando. And I'm not talking about commander like the terrible team that is Carson Wentz. I'm talking about commando. And I don't want that. I don't want them, like, you know, to be in the water, take off their shorts. It's like, wow, wowza. <laughs> um, but, you know, Bazooki's got a plan. Do you want to buy Roblox? I mean, look, I told him, I said, look, I really want to buy your stock if you decide to go for profitability. He said, I'm, I'm going for world domination, basically. Yeah. I like world domination. Um, you know, it's like pinky in the brain. I'm thinking about Rivian. Uh, this morning, Adam Jonas and Morgan Stanley writes that it's trading like People are expecting it to need to raise money in the future. Aren't we thinking right. about that? Boeing mentioned yesterday no I, need at the moment. I think that equity. I now ask, like, like for instance, when I'm talking to Dutch Bro, I said, "Guy, Dutch Bros, I said, guys, you need money," and they say, "No." Um, Coinbase says they don't need money. You know, there's that line in the Coinbase, which I think so far is the conference call of the of the year, where they say, "Look, there's one thing we really want to take off the table: it's bankruptcy." And so what happens is I say, shoot, it was on the table. It was on the table. I didn't know it was on the table. I thought there was salt and pepper on the table. I don't know there was salt, pepper, and bankruptcy. Hey, pass the bankruptcy. Whoa. I mean, that was a horrible call. And the Potemkin Village nature. I mean, they're so calm. We finally have them where we want them. I remember there was a great coach, uh, Jack Del Rio, uh, used to coach uh, Jacksonville. And they came in. I think they were playing the Steelers. And they, were, they were 27 to nothing. They were losing in halftime. And he said, you know what? We got them where we want them. Coinbase has them where they want them. Yeah. We're, we're going to get, we'll talk more Bitcoin uh, after the break. You can't Let's, not I, talk Bitcoin. I, I, I know. How about the April? Well, we do want to save some, we want to get we Disney up. Disney up high. David around? He's giving, not today. No, uh, no, Disney's sorry. down on the pre-market after right, posting I, I've this. I've had it with Disney. What does that mean? I think the people who are picking on Christine McCarthy didn't even bother to listen to her, the CFO. She did not guide down. I think the, the notes have been net bullish this morning. Well, there were some people who came on our air. I mean, look, remember the stock was at 108 and it fell down to 98, 99. That was a positive call. She did not mean to guide things down. She's a seasoned hand. The quarter was good. They do need Shanghai to get better. No kidding. Who doesn't? They need Hong Kong to get better. They made 400 plus on a movie. They are doing so well, but people decided that Disney's not any good. And they seize on McCarthy, who frankly is like maybe one of the great CFOs. And she says it's it's ridiculous, ridiculous that people think she guided down. Now, she stayed after Iger left. She's talking about a robust content lineup. If you want to sell Disney, now I, my charitable trust is frozen on it, but if you want to sell Disney, and we're going to tell people to buy it, 
that was a great conference call. And it was and the stock was up. And then and then there was a second conference call where she also said things are good. But the misinterpretation of Disney is part and parcel of what's going on with the market right now. Is that you could say, you, you know, you you literally could say that Beyond Meat, let's say Beyond Meat had done well, which by way of they did. Yeah. You know, people say, well, they did badly anyway. But Disney had a great quarter. It was a great quarter. It was much better than expected on all the lines. And Disney Plus is going to do fine. But the street has decided that Disney said things that were bad. Now, I don't mind. There's so many companies that say things are bad, Dutch Bros. I don't need Disney, which didn't say things are bad, to be sold. Now, if you if we were to speak to Jim Farley right now from Ford, what Jim would say is, now? Now you downgrade me? How about a 25? I mean, now I almost yield four. Uh, the lineup is better than it's ever been. We're sold through, and now you want to take us down to a double well, sell? I mean, the downgrade of, uh, of Capital One and AXP out of Wolf today is based on an, a now 80% chance of recession, in their view. That's but, what's know, changed. Capital One has, uh, they raised their credit card rates, and I, I don't care for that stuff. American Express is doing quite well, and they have this big Gen Z component. Okay, here, here we go again. I spoke to Steve Squeery, I don't know, eight days ago, and the numbers are really great. In eight days, it didn't go bad. Now, Dutch Bros, it did. In eight days, it went bad because gasoline went up and they decided. Dutch Bros is not American Express for those who are just tuning in for the first time. <laughs> no. Steve Squeery is having a really good quarter. Now, should you buy the 157? I was out with my friend, my friend Tony Shu yesterday from DoorDash. I mean, look, the biggest problem restaurants have is, is that you don't, you take out, okay? But the, the sign up for cards for American Express is extraordinary. So if you want to sell American Express because of some analyst note, you have to deal with the fact that Steve Squeery's done an amazing job and business is good. But right now, business is good, business is bad, bad sell it. That's where we are. And if Mark Zuckerberg were sitting right there, which I highly doubt will happen, but I'm going to do my best, I think he'd say, look, I can get any senior engineer in the world. Why should I hire five junior engineers when I can hire a senior engineer? We are in what I call... Um, we're, we're, we're out of the great resignation period. Oh, yeah. You know, that, that's just, that just ended. You know, now, now we're in the great application period. <laughs> the great and people are applying everywhere. I mean, when you're laying off 2,500 people at Carvana, I mean, hey, I got a car for you, partner. Yeah. Well, claims, you know, at 203, still relatively muted. Don't worry, it's wrong. You think it's, yeah, This that- is the beginning of the great application. And Jay, listen to me. I know you're jammed up, but this is happening right now. So get ready. It's not 2018-19 where you kind of said this one going on lockstep. I'm like, I, I don't know, it's like on Ellen Generous. But we have to recognize that it's the great that the period of the great resignation ended yesterday. Okay, it ended yesterday. He said out loud he wants to reduce the vacancy to him, you know, uh, the vacancy ratio to. Jay's still my hero. Look at the ten, you know, the tenure. Yep. But I got to tell you, get used to the term "the great application," which I coined this very morning. And just like when I came up with Fang, and I discredited Fang, thank heavens at the top. The great acceptance. You're going to start people coming on. Do you think they'll credit me? Do you think there'll be anything? You know, my mother was a saint, but they never wrote a book about we're, her. We're Nixon sure, in resignation line. We're going to make sure you get credit, Jim. Thank you very much. When we come back, uh, rough morning uh, for Beyond Meat, as Jim said. Shares tumbling in reaction to that miss. We'll talk about what comes next. Take a look at futures here. Uh, stocks are on pace for uh, the longest weekly losing streak in about 11 years. We're back in a minute. You seek the key. 
But first, you must learn the ways of precision, craft, and performance with Acura's all-electric ZDX. With a premium Bang & Olufsen sound system up to a 313-mile range and a Type S variant with an estimated 500 horsepower, the ZDX is their most powerful SUV yet. Unlock the energy when you visit Acura.com to order yours today. Let's get straight to the point. You want to grow your portfolio to fight rising costs of inflation or pay off your debt or anything standing in the way of you and financial freedom, right? Yahoo Finance, our sponsor today, can help. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been helping great investors like you. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just looking for tips, Yahoo Finance makes it super easy by putting all the tools and data you need in one spot. Yahoo Finance takes a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and more. You can securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including 401k and other investments. That's how Yahoo Finance gives you insights and helps you take a look at your wealth in its entirety. That big picture perspective is what great investors need. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor. YahooFinance.com, the number one financial destination. YahooFinance.com. That's YahooFinance.com. As we said, Beyond made tumbling below the IPO price after posting that wider-than-expected loss in a revenue miss. The company facing stiffer competition while the launch of its plant-based jerky weighed heavily on margins. This is what the CEO Ethan Brown had to say about his strategy on the call. I know there's a lot of hand-waving and a little bit of, you know, wringing of the hands regarding some of our quarterly results. But what we're doing is managing this business to create the longest-term uh, growth opportunity. And, and these, these are... Uh, growth opportunities I don't think investors would want us to turn down. And it's just going to generate some noise in the near term. And I feel comfortable with that. And, and you know, I think the market will catch up with that. Um, but we, we feel good about where we are. And, and uh, you know, on pricing, we're not going to deviate from that. No, uh, no, no. Yeah. Um, Barclays comes out with a piece. Some of it, as things go down, some of the analysts are really becoming more um, Intellectually rigorous? More Lenny Bruce, like my friend Adam Jonas. This one, don't jerk with the cash, downgrade to EW by Barclays. He says, look, the numbers are uh, domestic international food service sales declined 8%. Now, I had Cisco on this week, which is the SYY kind, and those numbers are just you know, stratosphere, stratospheric. They're just going up so much. Uh, Tony Hsu would tell you that numbers are going up so much. And, and unfortunately, Ethan's are going down so much. So it's just not a good story. It's not a good story. I mean, I, I wish I could say it's a good story, but I, I, mean, I said this is a good story. But this is one where the numbers just didn't come back. And, and they came back big for Cisco. Yeah, well, we've been talking about the, the differential between the cost of eating out and at home. Right. I see today Evercore adds Costco to tactical outperform. I thought that was a great call. Now my channel just says own Costco forever. But the fact is, is that people are spending a lot more time eating at home. They're ordering, they're ordering liquor at home. The younger, the people, the cohort from 24 to 28 right now was spending. I mean, that's what you, if you're negative merch express, somehow you know something I don't know. The 24 to 28 group of buying the, the afternoon and aisle here at Dutch Bros is slowed. But I just find that there's a lot of people going out, younger people are going out and spending like their darn fool head off. And older people are ordering from DoorDash uh, and ordering liquor. And that's what they're, you know, that's kind of the new world. Right. Now, now, you said um, you can count the number of IPOs 
last year and a half that you want to buy here on one hand, right? I found one, Global Foundry. Well, I was going to say, but on some of these names like Beyond, when we are going below IPO price, does that mean anything to you? Is that no, a- it means nothing to me. Um, they should have had uh, – Ethan Brown said that there would be a big pickup um, when, we, when you had the return to the, to the office – but we never had the formal return to the office. But but Cisco had a big pickup. Cisco is the largest. Mr. Hurricane is the, the largest food service company, and their business is destroying. That was the best upside surprise this week. So why didn't Ethan Brown's numbers go up? You know, I don't know. I mean, look, at, is it one of those situations where you put on the dog food can new and improved and the dog can't read? I don't know. I got to ask a guy who has a silver. I got to go over and just bought a new silver lab. If you put on the can, new and improved, is that suddenly the dog likes the food more? No. Okay. I like the caramelized. I had the caramelized, but I had the Impossible Burger. I posted a picture at San Francisco in the Oracle Stadium. Sorry, it was better. And I had GMOs. It didn't change a thing. I'm the same guy I was before GMO and after GMO. All right. We'll see. We'll see. I'm looking at these guys. My executive producers here. My the sound guy. They're not even. They don't even care. I'm, we are doing TV here. <laughs> Will you focus? We'll continue to do more. We'll get Kramer's Mad Dash countdown to the opening bell. Uh, we're going to see if futures can repair some of the early morning damage. Uh, we are definitely off the session lows, but looking for another day to open in the red. Back in a moment. Every day. Thousands of Comcast engineers and technologists put people at the heart of everything they create, like Olu Sheyi, a Comcast engineer who grew up bonding with his dad over sports. This inspired him and his team to create AI Highlights technology that uses AI and machine learning to detect the major plays in a sporting event. So millions of fans have a way of catching up on their favorite sports. Learn more at ComcastCorporation.com. What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration, our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager. Time for Kramer's Mad Dash. Yeah, I mean, look, we never want to be glib on days when people are losing money, and I'm not trying at all. I don't want to ha- attitude, have an, a hangman's attitude here, but there's a piece out of Loop Capital which says sell Bed Bath & Beyond. Now, this is a company where there was a much heralded turnaround in October of 2020 when they got Mark Tritton from, uh, from Target. But you can see the stock's been, I'd say, what I would call a definitive downturn. And what they're saying is, is that Ryan Cohen, who is the punitive savior of GameStop, who's losing a lot of his ammo because GameStop going down, is not a reason to buy this stock. It's 9.8% uh, position, but the loop says the bloom has come off the rose uh, and that Best Buy, uh, that Bed Bath cannot be taken private and leveraged buyout, and that Bye Bye Baby is much more valuable than the co- company's entire market capitalization is no longer true. So what they're saying is reiterate sell as it's time to start seriously thinking about the end game. Now, I happen to have one nearby, and you know, it's, the new ones look good, but the idea that, that, he, that Cohen is going to ride to the rescue of Bed Bath when they claim he may be having problems with GameStop, they say it's not going to happen. Now, Ethan Cohen is, you, you know, we're starting to talk about the final, the micro-strategy Michael Saylor's, the Ethan Cohen's, the Ethan Brown's, the uh, 
it, you know, we're, we're kind of at the point where these great, the great man theory is failing us. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're definitely yeah, paying attention definitely to microstrategy sure. down another 8%. It's uh, Ryan Cohen, by the way. Yeah. You know, yes, Ethan, we know who you actually, I didn't really care for Ethan Cohen's last movie, but... But that's different Ethan, from this. That's a, the mission movies. By no, the way, I didn't like the you know, talking about retail in general, Jim, two of the names that are actually trading well this morning are Tapestry and Dillard's, the first April quarter print we get. Well, I mean, people thought that Tapestry was going to have a good number, and they've changed. They've done a lot of things that are right. They have a very good manager, but the stock's down 34%. I think Ralph Lauren's making a turnaround, but no one really wants to touch a pal here. Uh, because people feel there's going to be a glut of a pack after gap score. That was one of the components that actually went down yesterday on right. CPI. And that's why Jay's got to stay the course. If he jarred us with 75, the conversation right now would be, you know what? Let's stop selling. Let's get to the opening bell here in the CNBC real-time exchange. In the big boards, it is Ferguson, a distributor of plumbing and industrial supplies, celebrating its transfer to the NYSE. At the NASDAQ, the Women's Employee Research Resource Group at Microsoft. We're going to watch uh, FANG today because of Apple, as we said, because of Google. We'll talk to Deidre Bosa, who talked to Pichai yeah, and Microsoft. Yeah, Google's doing quite well, but they had, you know, it's funny, when you speak to people at Google, they were shocked that anyone thought that YouTube would somehow not be bad in Central and Eastern Europe. I and mean, almost as if people realize that it, its business is not as usual there. And, Sometimes I feel that it's just too far from us to realize how impact. I mean, they took out a couple of pontoon bridges last night, the uh, Ukraine. And then I started saying, well, geez, what are they going to do? Like, go after Russia itself? I mean, who knows? Uh, Finland in circles. But then this morning, I, uh, Phil Lebeau just passed me a note about Ford. Of course, we got the double downgrade Ford. And Bill Ford says, you can't manage the business for stock price. You manage the business to build a great and enduring company. Now, from Ford, I like that. I don't know if I want that from Coinbase, because Coinbase, and I'm, am I picking on Coinbase? Of course I am, are you kidding me? Um, but Ford is a real company, and Bill Ford's saying the right things, and Jim Farley's doing a good job. They do have this warranty problem. Jim Farley talks about it endlessly. They do have the best car lineup, but I don't want to sit here and say, I want to throw out Ford. I will say that Coinbase is not at an attractive level yet. Right, right. On Ford, we didn't even mention the reviews of the F-150 Lightning yesterday from Wired, from The Verge, calling it a great truck. Good luck getting one, but it's oh, a great yeah, truck. Yeah, there's not that many. I was in one, and I, I think it, it is, I was going to say electric, but that's just too stupid. It's so great, okay? And I have my Maverick, and I love my Maverick. I mean, I drive it around, and everyone says, whoa. But my wife did test drive the Hummer. And she said that there were people saying, you go girl. Now, she liked the term girl, because when you get to her age, that's like a great thing to be called girl. Um, but, I mean, that, that also didn't come out exactly as I expected, but she doesn't even know I have a morning show. But the Hummer is cool. Unfortunately, Mary Barr, Mary Barr has got that new fellow traveler shareholder, Kathy Wood, which there are people shooting against Kathy Wood. She'll come out and say, don't remember. Remember, I'm not a hedge fund. I'm an active, you know. You know, it's like, hey, boo-boo, you better not stop them before you're blo- No, no, you don't. That's an image, Yogi Bear image. Yeah, that's it. Uh, I just think that as soon as she got in, uh, Mary Barra had to, like, should have just called her and said, look, let's just, let's just agree that you should drive a Hummer. Drive a Hummer. Right. By the way, as for ARC, yesterday, worst day since uh, 2020, uh, down 10. They did buy some more coin uh, yesterday, Jim. Yeah. Um, now they're ninth largest holding. And just all the, a lot of the components, uh, Unity among them, down double digits yesterday. Well, I mean, look, the amount of, of homework she's doing 
is unrivaled in terms of how little. Uh, I, I, I mean, honestly, I mean, she comes on and she says that everything is really just terrific. Let me take a long-term view because disruption, disruption is long-term. But you know what? There is no long-term in the real business. There is no long-term because ask Elaine Gazzarelli. I mean, she had an unbelievable call to for the crash in, in 87. And you just, you know, kind of mount Yep. You know, you're kind of Mount Ararat yeah. there. It's hard, Never it's Mount hard Ararat. to follow some of those. Uh, a lot of the uh, the travel reopening trade, Jim, is fading today. Very much Carnival, so. Disney, Royal Caribbean uh, leading the S&P lower. The Royal Caribbean call was uh, jumped high on the higher than on the the call for uh, Norwegian. I thought that was odd and, and made no sense. We're all on Michael, Michael Saylor watch because his CFO did come out the other day and say 21,000 is where the margin call. Right. Um, and uh, you know what? It's going to be di- very difficult. Well, we got very to, difficult. We got to 23.5, or no, I'm sorry, 25.3 overnight. I see Stiefel's got a new target on Bitcoin at 15K. Basically, their, yeah. their note last night was, we found a use for Bitcoin to tell us when stocks are bottoming. Use for Bitcoin, what, uh, payphones? Uh, yeah. Uh, oh, Ethan, Ethan Brown just came back. So don't forget about the Pepsi deal. We're absolutely fine. Oh, I feel, okay, now I feel better. Uh, now, what I think people have to recognize is, is that there's systemic risk possibility from Tether. I, was, I went on Tether for 10 nights, and I, I bumped into someone that went out at Roots, and he said, will you please stop talking about Tether? I'm sick of Tether. That was a major mistake. Tether's, one, Tether's a systemic risk in the system. Um, obviously, anything that is uh, stable point is in risk. Uh, Gary Gensler knew this. He was run over by all the people who, you know, you know fear is, what is it? Fortune favors the ga- the, the Sixers in game six. No. No, I mean, we got to be more honest. I mean, there's so many ads. I mean, I, I came in, they wanted me to wear, like, STP Bitcoin on. I would do, I mean, that, everyone is always all in Bitcoin, and it's just not working. But they are so nice and compelling people. That, you know, it's kind of like they say to you, hey, do you see how much Marilyn went for? You can't sell a Marilyn. You can't, you can't just, you know, take a Marilyn to a gas station. Uh, that was quite okay. a price, quite a price of the Maryland you sale. Know, the Maryland shot reds went Although, for 10 mil in 1988. Bullard, Bullard yesterday was asked about stablecoin and said he didn't think it was systemic. He also said well, 75 was not his base case. Look, I am, I am, I'm a Bullard man. I'm like, you know how like people are Lincoln men? I'm a Bullard man. My hair was so much like Bullard's when I was like 19. Really? It was very cool. I've seen photos. A little more red. A little more red. But I like Bullard. I wish Bullard were here too. I, I wish there were a lot of people over there. Yeah. I have a guest on show. I've got the Molson Coors CEO uh, on tonight. And last night I, I had Caulfield. And it's like I shook his hand. Well, no, I didn't really shake his hand. I fist bumped him. But, you know, we, we each have been vaccinated over 23 times. But uh, I have Gavin Hattersley. This guy, you got to watch him tonight. I may put him at the top of the show. Because do you know that in good times and bad times, people drink beer? Yes. And he's got this stuff. He's got some uh, Topo Chico hard seltzer. It's killer. You, I told James Quincy to do that a long time ago. You know the business. From Coca-Cola. Even better now. now oh, my God. Ever. You can mark water up. You can take water up eight bucks and the... And the the Gen, the Gen X guys is like, how much is that water? Eight bucks. Okay, I'll buy five. Yeah. Well, we'll see how long that lasts. Uh, we were talking about the 10-year <laughs> a moment ago. Goldman with a new year-end target on the 10-year at 330, Jim. Oh, really? Would you take that? What? Are they just like, what they do? 
You know, would you take it, like, though, ending the year at 330? Well, I want Jay to do two more rate hikes instantly. I want him to do them because I, we got to get this over with. But we're dragging it out. And that's what causes Apple maybe to trade to 125. We'll listen to Deirdre, whom I just you know, think is so great. I'll be out there soon to be in that office. And the, the numbers at, at Alphabet are fabulous. The cash position is great. But it's, it's big cap. Everyone likes to write now about how big cap was too big. So now it's got to get small. Well, what does that mean? You know, the three, the tenure's got to be three, three. A lot of people are saying things, and they ought to just be doing more homework, call more people, and realizing that when you have layoffs, you don't get the three, three. Layoffs. Yeah. The great application is here. The great application. The great resignation ended. I have some people I've been talking to lately say, you know what, I've been only willing to work three days a week. Um, but But if you hire me, I'll work six. I was going to say, the labor cycle's not been repealed. No. At some point, the leverage will shift. I always used to say at my hedge fund, listen, there's a couple of, uh, of, of religions in the world, and they each have a day off. You pick that one. Otherwise, you're going six. <laughs> you know? And I had a lot of people working for me. We're going back to those days. Believe me, the great resignation, over. Tell the people of Carvana right now, what are they doing? You think they're sitting around playing, playing DraftKings? Yeah. Seeing who's going to take the, take the over in the Sixer game? No, they're like applying. Let's check in on Disney really quick, Jim, once again. Uh, down right around 100. I noticed AMC um, oh, is, is lower, and 6, which was up pre-market, is now lower as well. Well, the theme park, you can't even get into theme parks. It's so, it's, you know, it's so jammed. They actually talked about the console. I, I was the only person in the call, or else it would be up, about how they have to manage the crowds because there's so many people. There's a great story. They they suppressed uh, attendance to to keep the experience. But, uh, you know, it's important. I mean, here's the way the analysts read the Disney call. (laughs) You got to at least listen. I mean, I don't know what people do when they go home. I know how I wreck my home life. I try to wreck it every night. I I succeeded once. Who knows what if I can do it again? But I don't understand when I listen to a call like Disney and and sell it. I don't know what I'm doing. I mean, why do I do that? You know, I can't eat anchovies. Hey, give me the anchovies. I mean, there's, there's craziness going on. No one listened to that call. If they did, it was a great call. Wow. You know, we're really... But the market's down. I'm thinking back to when the parks closed when COVID began. They did trade down to 80, a 79 or 80. Right. So you're really... You're, what, you're bordering on that. Yeah. Meanwhile, ESPN's better. Uh, Disney Plus was better. But they did spend $71 billion on Fox. Now, by the way, that was not Chapek. He didn't do that. No, but you, but you now regret that deal, don't you? No, I think it was one of the more stupid deals I've ever seen. I have, do not have any regret about Disney it. Fox. No, I'm saying you regret that they did it. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, it was yeah. just a terrible. I mean, we have to sometimes analogize to sports when you're, you know, you're trade three draft picks for Carson Wentz. That was just an ill-advised trade. For that, that, that buy of Fox, you cannot defend it as the need to have content on Disney+. Plus. They paid too much. Murdoch was the winner. And let's just own the fact that the balance sheet got wrecked by that deal. That's why even if you have a good quarter, they can't put the numbers up. That was a horrible deal. Sometimes people do horrible deals. I know you like to talk individual names more than the indices, but we're at 3880. 3855 would be a 20% bear market. Right. And... 38.15 38.15 would be 38% retracement. Well, we're going to have to see that. We have so to get more is, oversold. We're minus 6 in my offset. We got it to minus 10. 
But you think um, the headlines in the next few days will be bear markets official? Yeah, well, I mean, it is. And we remember in 2011, we got to 19.9. Uh, in uh, 2018, we got to 19. Uh, but then again, in 2000, we had this bifurcated market where the S&P started going up in the fourth week of April. And the Nasdaq kept going down. I think that's a little more like it. But I, I would like to see the financial stabilize, and they can't seem to stabilize at all. They just don't stabilize. They don't. I mean, look, it's a really bad market, Carl. And there's no denying it. But, but I will say that when you go around town, it's not like people are in denial. People just know that this market's bad. And sometimes you just got to ride it out. I think you ride it out. Yeah. High grade your portfolio. Get rid of the things that have bad balance sheets. Stop fooling around with Bitcoin. You know, Robinhood is at eight bucks, and that's not because it's doing well or stock split. You have a lot of people who've been completely blown out. You have a lot of younger people, like in April, May, June of 2000, who won't, up, won't open up their statements. You have the great uh, application because people need jobs now. And so the sea change is happening. Can it happen as fast as we'd like for the stock market? No. You're going to have to have more people who liked Ford yesterday and hate it today. Those people, are they have no shame, but they're not ridiculed by anybody, so they just go do it. Yeah. But honestly, I'm using Disney as a centerpiece just because... The, the conference call is very good. The after call is very good, and nobody cared. Stock was a one away. By the way, Coinbase down another twenty percent today. Today? Yep. Uh, down to back to, down to forty three. Remember, they they took bankruptcy off the table, Carl. Yeah. They, uh, they took it right off the table. They put it. I don't know in the credenza. Where did they put it? And Robinhood down almost four. I think it was City earlier in the week, Jim, that said they think Robinhood bull case they get sold on a valuation similar to Schwab TD Ameritrade, which would be around 15. Makes sense to really? you? Really? Yeah. 15? You mean like get like a premium of a 200% premium? Because it's That five? was back when the stock was, I think, you know, no, closer look, to Robinhood's got, they still have a lot of people. They still have a very good CFO, Jason Warnick, who's very nice to talk to. Um, Okay. Uh, off uh, the opening low, but Dow's down 300. Let's get to. It can't, it's not as horrible. You can't throw away the Disney's. But you can, you know, Coinbase, I'm not calling it stable yet. Oh, stable. Like, <laughs> that was bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't mean that. Uh, watch Alphabet today after the Google I.O. Developers Conference. Our Deirdre Bosa sat down exclusively with Sundar Pichai and joins us this morning. Morning, D. Hey, good morning, Carl. Good morning, Jim. From IO itself, we did get lots of those big announcements we were anticipating, including shiny new devices coming soon, like that anticipated Pixel Watch. We also got an AR glasses protocol and also some of those more googly, under-the-radar technological advancements that Pichai really likes to talk about in areas like artificial intelligence and language processing. As we sat down, though, guys, and I know you know this, it was hard to ignore the markets. The Nasdaq had just closed down another 3%. Big tech hit hard again. So I asked Pichai what Alphabet is seeing from its trove of data, how vulnerable it is to a recession, to a potential recession. He said that they are uncertain like everyone else, but true to that calm demeanor we expect from him, he said that they will remain nimble. Have a listen. We are continuing to invest, but, you know, we'll obviously... Given the uncertainty, uh, you know, pay, pay close attention to it. And to the extent, you know, as a company, we need to do something differently, like we've always done. Uh, you know, we, we, we do this responsibly. 
Now, the key word there, responsibly, as most know, Google has an enormous cash pile, more than $150 billion. So they can't afford to lose money to compete in cloud, invest in moonshots like Waymo. He still plans to hire 12,000 new employees this year and spend billions of dollars on infrastructure and security. Still, though, Alphabet shares, they have lost a fifth of their value this year against that tough macro backdrop and high inflation. Pichai says that this is going to take more time to work through. I think it's going to take time to work through. Uh, A lot depends on, I do think people are seeing relief in certain sectors, but then you have other new uh, areas which are showing problems, uh, maybe due to supply chain constraints. So, guys, even as consumers are getting past the COVID pandemic, Pichai says the economy is clearly a growing concern for the company and the broader market. And to your discussion earlier about the big tech sell-off, I think that speaks to it and why even investors in these big names are nervous. That full interview, of course, will air in Tech Check later this morning. Back to you, Carl. Oh, it's going to be great. Look, he's a seasoned pro. I mean, he listened to everything he said. Now, understand that the way advertising works these days. You, everybody does this. They go, they're trying to figure out where to go. And you come out of a subway or wherever you are. And you say, I want the mo- best Mexican nearby. And so it's, let's say it sends it to, to my place. What happens is I get a run that shows you that blue line of how many people did it and came to it. And you can get your ROI. And the ROI for Google is so much better than everybody else. That's why I'm, I have total faith in Google. It gives you the best ROI of anything I have ever seen. And Ruth Porat knows that. At one point, I told Ruth, she's the CFO, you can charge me more for it. Don't ever do that. That's like mm-hmm. what jokers do. But I just think the world of those guys, that's the first of the fangs that will bottom. Really? Yes. That's the first one. That's interesting. Um, and, D, there's also this news about a pretty hefty investment in infrastructure. Uh, yep. They're clearly not done betting on long-term bets. I thought that part was so fascinating. They're spending nearly $10 billion in infrastructure on this hybrid work plan. So that includes physical office space, as well as the cloud infrastructure data centers to allow people to work in the office or from home. And then you contrast that, guys, with a meta that, right, that's spending $10 billion on the metaverse. We don't really know what that is, but it is something that doesn't exist physically. So they're building the technology behind it. It's interesting to see where these companies are putting their money. But again, you know, I pressed Pichai on whether or not they would have to scale that back. They said they'd remain nimble, but no, they are pushing ahead, despite yeah. sort of the market turbulence, despite what he's seeing on the inflation and economic front. People need to know, Deirdre just got a great interview. I've been trying to get that interview for, a, <laughs> I mean, two and a half years I've tried to get that interview. You are so good at your job. You really, you know how hard, I always try to poach him. No, that's just a great Jim, interview. you've got, you've got so many it. of the good people down here. They love you in San Francisco. So anytime no, you're, you're you come kind. back I love soon. coming out there to see you because you are so good at your job. <laughs> uh, the first fang to bottom, that's going to be a good one to watch. Yes. Yeah, I, it's a tough call, but it, we'll, we'll listen, we'll watch for it. Wait, by the way, I have Micron on tonight. Now that stock sells at six times earnings. Sanjay Marotra. I but I Global last night, the largest uh, Foundry in this country, that stock's down. It won't go down in a straight line, Carl. There are things that look good to me. I reiterate that Disney, the people who weren't on the call really hated it. Those who were on the call, you know like what I do. It was a good quarter. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll, watch, we'll watch Disney uh, back to 102, Tesla back to 718, Dow uh, cut its opening losses roughly in half. A reminder, by the way, you can always get in on the CNBC Investing Club with Jim, cnbc.com slash join the club or use the QR code on the screen. And watch bonds. PPI kind of got buried a bit by all the, all the results. That but- Coleman call that we're going to call. 
Yep. Hey, you know what? It's like D D Bob Dylan. You don't need a weatherman to know which way the wind blows. No, you actually did. The Dylan got that one wrong. Desolation Row. Okay, who wrote Wagon Wheel? Who wrote it? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I, I mean, I know the Darius Rucker version, but Bob I, Dylan. But he nice. left out all those cities. Very nice. Um, yeah, core PPI up four tenths. We were looking for six, and there's the ten year below two eight six. Jim and stop trading. I have guests in the studio. We're going outside this morning. Uh, and I tell you, one of them that we're going to be talking about tonight is Diamondback. And that's the one to watch. It sells at five times earnings. It's doing incredibly well. They're turning a huge amount of capital. You're going to get eight, nine percent dividend. They're really a fantastic company. Buy it. It's symbols FANG. It's the only FANG worth buying. Now, I have a firm. The stock's down a lot. Let's see if they really have the credit risk that we found from a uh, um, some other companies this week that, that we'll leave the name out. Uh, Micron could be very important. I'm seeing Lamb Research going up. Maybe they're going to say that things aren't that bad. And Molson Coors had its first good quarter in many, many years because Gavin Hattersley knows how to run. He's a beer guy. I mean, I went out to dinner with him, and I said, look, I'll have a mezcal. And he goes, I, I, I'm a beer guy. I said, okay, I'll have a Coors Light. Uh, that's going to be an important lineup tonight. Yeah, it's not stopping anymore. Yeah. I've, like, had it. I've decided to go into overdrive. I'm going to do the show Sunday from my house, if you want. I've got some friends over. Weekend it's going to edition. Be good. Weekend like, edition. Like when Squawk used to do Squawk Weekends. Uh, I have, look, I, I, this, show, this is one of those moments where people either hide under the bed and are scared or they help people. And I'm going with Max Mo help, all right? And we, so are you. The, the viewers are grateful, Jim, because right now we need it. We all, everybody needs we it. we got to crush it now. This yep. is our World Series. We better show up. We'll see you at 6 Absolutely. of Mad Money, 6 p.m. Eastern Time. When we come back, more reaction to Apple today. Under pressure, losing its title as the world's most valuable company as we're down to 141. Dow's down 230. You've been listening to the opening hour of CNBC's Squawk on the Street. This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses, no one wants happy customers more than you do. That's why FedEx offers you picture-proof of delivery, packageless and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. FedEx Ground service is also faster to more locations than UPS Ground. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively, FedEx.